And you are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM, Bodega Bay. It's another Tuesday, and that means it's time for another episode of Spilling Rubies. I am your host, Tristy Taylor. And as Clarissa Pincola Estes once said, to create, one must be willing to be stone stupid, to sit upon a throne on top of a donkey and spill rubies from one's mouth. So sit back and enjoy the next hour of improv, giggles, and, oh yeah, a little bit of music as well. City Beach 88.1 FM Bodega Bay. I'm so delighted that you've decided to join us uh, this morning, this evening. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what time it is. It has been a crazy, crazy time in, uh, this week. I mean, I really haven't been getting any sleep. Uh, and again, Tristy's got to walk these dogs. You know, she calls me in when she's got to walk the dogs and I take over on, here on the board, you know. Uh, flying the mothership, so to speak. And, uh, you know, uh, but luckily I was outside having a smoke break. Yes, everyone, I do smoke. I am not proud of this fact, but, uh, you know, whatever. I'm trying to quit. And who should I run into on the streets of Santa Rosa, California, but Mr. Pickles, the honorary, unofficial king mayor of Petaluma, California. Now, I said, Mr. Pickles, get in here. I got to talk to you live on the air because he's just a delight. He's been uh, alive longer than uh, most statues. Uh, and I- I'm just overjoyed that he's here. So, Mr. Pickles, welcome. Hi, Dr. Shauna. 
Oh, thank you for taking me on your show. This is really exciting. It's so beautiful in here. You like this little funny little little studio here, Mr. Pickles? It reminds me of when I originally got my name. When I was in the circus, we would always have little interviews with disc jockeys and there Oh, it was always so much fun. Now you have been in the circus. I didn't know that. Now I don't even know the origin of your name, Mr. Pickles. Can you can you tell us the story of your life in the circus? That what is this? The twenties? When were you in the circus? Uh, it you're, was. You've been alive so long. Uh, oh, it was a long time ago. I, when I was a little kid, I really had a thing for clowns, and that's actually one of what I wanted to talk to you about. Is I think I have a little bit of a clown fetish and. I thought I got it out of my system, but lately I've just been fantasizing about clowns. And it's really hard because there's no senior citizen clown fetish sites. And that's where I am. You know, it's very hard to meet fellow clowns when you're as old as I am, even in face paint. They just think you're a little creepy. Wow, okay, you've given me a lot to process in one moment here, Mr. Pickles. First of all, what kismets that I should just run into you on the street, and it turns out that you actually have a, 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 a serious uh, sexual hang-up that you need to come and, and sit with me on. So it's, I, I must have been listening to the angels. I must have been listening to my intuition to pull you in here and know that that's what you needed from me this evening. Well... If anybody does want to convert to Jesus Christ, they can ask for the, for him to be their savior. I don't personally believe in it, but I know a lot of people really find it, especially after their meth addiction and stuff like that. Well, Mr. P how we get to Jesus, Mr. Pickles? I thought we were talking about clowns. Oh, I'm sorry. I get off subjects really easy. Okay. Are you a little ADD, Mr. Fickles? A little ADHD? You take Ritalin? Do you do meth? What's happening here, Mr. I Fickles? haven't done meth in a while, but it did really help. But my doctor said that I had to stop, so I, I had to stop and, yeah. So You had to slow it down a little I bit. I had to slow it down. I'm getting a little gray in the white hairs, and, and the bozo haircut was actually no longer a wig it's i'm bald and i only have hair on the side and it's white so it's easy to dye now if i do want to put on my special clown makeup okay okay mr pickle so let's get back to your original issue which is that you have a clown fetish that goes back to your time in the carnival you also have some sort of jesus situation but we'll we'll have to get back to that okay so I heard you say that there are no uh, adult senior clown websites for you to look at. Yeah, it, it's just really hard to meet any fellow clowns. And I've went to some conventions and tried to trade some balloons, but most people just kind of back off from me. I mean... Well, you're, you're quite, uh, you cut quite a striking uh, figure. I mean, I know you're very petite. You're, I mean, do you identify as a little person or how do you, how do you self-describe yourself? Five foot two 
and three-fourths of an inch. That's how tall I am. Oh, you're, you're taller than I thought. You have a very petite frame. Well, I lie about my height. Okay. I have a pair of platform shoes that I wear, but yeah, I'm a little shorter. I'm a little person, yes. Well, you wear it well. I mean, you've got those nice disco platform boots, and I, I mean, you've been rocking those for a long time. Yes, thank you, Dr. Shauna, for noticing. I try to be as tall as I can. So I, I. I think, Mr. Pickles, that there is, I mean, really, I mean, my listenership alone could probably help you. And uh, if you have, uh, if you have uh, some resources for Mr. Pickles, do you know of some senior clown uh, fetish sites, uh, meetups, uh, let's see, any anywhere that Mr. Pickles could meet in an old what what age range are you looking for, Mr. Pickles? Sixty five to eighty five, but I wouldn't turn away a forty five year old these days. Okay, I, I, I like my clowns a little on the younger side. <laughs> so forty five and up, maybe we'll say. Yeah, I mean we can make some pies together. Let's make some pies. What what sort of pies do clowns make together? The ones we throw in each other's faces. Oh, cream pies! Cream pies! Oh, you made me blush. (laughs) Well, okay. So I was asking our listenership because really there is no better community of people to know about uh, alternative fetishes than uh, my listenership. So. Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between and around and through, I would love for you to tweet me if you like that. You can tweet me at Spilling Rubies on the Twitters and just let me know where are the senior clown sites. Uh, I, I want to help Mr. Pickles out. I know you want to help Mr. Pickles. I mean, he is a he's a treasure. He's a Son- Sonoma County treasure. You know, I know you've seen him walking around in his beautiful little platform boots. Uh, hopefully he doesn't talk about Jesus with you because uh, you can get a little aggressive on that level. I'm sorry. I have issues with that. But yeah, and if you want to Twitter a sexually appropriate picture to Dr. Shauna's Twitter site, I don't, I, I'm, I find the clown makeup the most beautiful thing in the world. So... That's really what I'm looking yeah, for. Well, look, so send your clown pictures. Send your clown pictures to Spilly at Spilling Rubies. And uh, I'll share the good ones with Mr. Pickles. We'll, we'll post some on our Facebook site. And uh, and we'll see what kind of senior clowns we get. And we'll hook you up, Mr. Pickles, right? We'll find someone. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Shauna. You're beautiful, Mr. Pickles. You're, you're truly a national treasure. I'm so happy you could join me today. God bless you. God bless you, darling.
And you are tuned into KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay. Uh, wasn't Mr. Pickles fabulous? I just loved him. So, uh, many of you have been tweeting me, Facebooking me about Ronaldo. You hear me talk about him every single week, but people have been begging me to actually let him sit down and get behind the mic. So tonight's the night, kids. He's here. He's sat down with me. He's taking a break from sweeping up and making the coffee and giving me a back rub. And he's here right now with us. Hi, Dr. Shauna. Is this thing on? It sure is. Let me just turn you down a little bit. There you are. Oh, this is so exciting. Hi, Ronaldo. Hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm so nervous. I know, I know. I'm a little oh. bit nervous too. You know, I, I, you know, Ronaldo started as my assistant, and uh, you know, I, I tried to keep it professional. But my God, I mean, if any of you have ever met him, you know, he's just got charisma, uniqueness, oh. Oh. nerve, and talent. I mean, he's good. He's the whole package. And I'm, I'm the incredible hope. <laughs> he's my gentle <laughs> giant. Yeah, you're just saying that. <laughs> he really just takes care of everything, and you seem to enjoy it. You seem a bit submissive. I am a little bottomy, yes. Yes. And uh, I do have a confession to make. Is last week... Uh, your ex-husband was here. Oh, Dr. Staniel. Dr. Staniel. Well, he tried to counsel me. and When did he try to counsel you? I didn't know that, that therapists did physical examinations. Oh, no. What did he do? He tried. He was like, no, this is how we figure out if you're psychologically competent. And he felt me up. Oh, my God. <gasps> Dr. Daniel, what a slut. He's always been a slut. I know. It was kind of fun, but that was a little awkward. (laughs) What did you do? How did you handle that? I had no idea. I grabbed his junk back. I'm such a bad bottom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to punish you later for that. Yeah, my my behind is pretty healed. It needs some. It needs a little attention. <laughs> now people have been asking me. I did reveal on the show that we are polyamorous. Yes, we are. And there are still many people, even though my listeners are very very smart and they know a lot about the sexual world and they know a lot about the land of fetishes and the like. It seemed people had a lot of very strange ideas about what polyamory is, and and I guess everyone can define it in any way they wish. But Ronaldo, I'd love to hear how you, Ronaldo, define polyamory for yourself, for others in general, whatever. Well, for me, it's a combination of saying yes to everything and then actually having to process all those emotions that go with it and i call it processing and processing (laughs) and processing because lord only knows that if you're dating three people and one of them breaks up it still hurts just as much as if you only broke up with one and you weren't dating anybody else so it's really just uh, it's harder than everybody thinks. Everybody thinks it's just this lavicious, wild life, but you end up having to go th- go sit in a cafe and and write down your feelings and think. Oh my god! And process. What do I really feel? Oh. 
It sounds like you're drawing from a personal experience. Can you give us a story about having to deal with the multiple breakup partnership processing polyamory craziness? Well, once Don't use real names. Okay. Once I had a group of friends and we called us ourselves the three slutketeers. And it was a all f for one and one on all. And we were just the sluttiest, sluttiest boys. We liked girls. I liked boys. Oh, we would get into so much trouble. Anyways, and then I thought I met the one. And then I had to call and tell everyone that I'm going monogamous. And I had... And it was really hard. I broke up with about four different people at the same time. Wow. And you chose. So you chose this one special person you were going to be monogamous with. I did. And then and then lo and behold, all the friends were like, they're taking me. They thought they were I was getting removed from them. And it was just it was just time. You know, it's OK to be monogamous. It's OK to be a slot, too, I think. All I these agree. things are wonderful. They're all wonderful. And people just have to be okay with it. That's That's why I adore you, Ronaldo. I mean, it's, you just have such an open mind and you're so gentle and kind and yet you're terribly strong and could lift me and carry me around for hours and you wouldn't even get tired. It's wonderful. I try to hide that I, I don't get tired, but after the second or third hour, I, I actually do. But that's just because I'm a good bottom. You are such a good submissive. It's true. Oh, you know me so well. Now, how did you discover that you enjoyed serving and servicing others? Like, how did you, how did you explore your inner bottom, so to speak? Well, I think I was at some sex party, and... I saw this girl and she was acting like a kitty cat and she was walking on all fours and holding in her mouth a plate with with little tiny snacks. I think they were strawberries covered in chocolate. And I went, oh, my God, I think I want to do that. So I did. You did? Were you, oh. did you, were you a kitty cat? Yeah. I was a little kitty cat for You were the a whole big kitty night. cat. You were a large kitty cat. I was a very big kitty cat with very... Oh, I was so... My knees were all tired and my butt was really tired because I was a very bad kitty and got spanked very hard. When was the first time that you went to a sex club, Ronaldo? Because that's where we originally met, actually. We met in a sex club in San Francisco, and you were such a good serviceman. I mean, you really, you, you attended my ever. you didn't even know me, and you kept my drink filled, and you told me I was beautiful, and you asked me if I needed anything. I mean, you attended to me that entire night, and I said, what better, what better personal assistant than a very submissive man? I mean, really, you can't get any better than that, especially when he's, uh, you know, eight feet tall and four feet across. I mean, hello. <laughs> You're hired. I, I know. I've heard of people getting jobs at Burning Man, but never at sex clubs. I was like, okay. Well, somebody told me about this, this uh, sex club, and it was called Black... Black Feathers, I think, was the name of it. Anyways, I went to a work Christmas party. It's a horrible job, horrible job. And I went as Santa Claus. And nobody knew what to do with me, but I knew about the sex party. And this is the little things that 
that Dr. Shana was trying to hold back on is that I was dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> and I and I walked into this wild and crazy sex club, the first one I've ever been in. And ho ho ho. It all started that way. And yes, Dr. Shana sat on my lap and I was it was I tried to be so dominant, but Ultimately, I'm not a Santa Claus. I'm a reindeer. <laughs> and the rest is history. Ronaldo, you are such a delight. I'm so glad that we've been working together for so long and that you are now my lover. It's wonderful. Oh, thank you, Dr. Shauna. Smooches. Smooches.
are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay. I am so happy you've joined us tonight. KWTF is supported by the Stan Roy Music Center and a grant from the Redwood Justice Fund. KWTF relies on listeners like you to stay afloat. I'm amazed at how much this radio station can stretch a dollar. Talk about DRY. In the past, when I personally have donated money, I've often wondered how much of it would actually go where it's needed, as opposed to being eaten up by other sort of administrative costs. And um, there is no fear of that happening here at KWTF because they literally use every single dollar you donate to make the station better. So consider becoming a member and making a monthly donation. It's so easy. I myself give $10 a month. It's just, you know, you don't, it's $10 a month. It's like, you don't even notice that it's gone. And it really, it's huge. I can't even tell you how much that means to the station. So I hope that all of you can become a member too. If you enjoy the totally wild, creative, collaborative community DIY radio that you get here at KWTF. There's really no station like it, I gotta tell ya. So visit kwtf.net today and you can become a member and I think you'll be glad that you did.
And you are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay. This is Spilling Rubies, and I'm so happy that you've joined us tonight. I'm so delighted uh, to have my very generous husband joining me this evening, Mr. Justin Bill Hunter. Well, hello, that's me. <laughs> he's been a real trooper tonight because he's not really feeling very well but he we had this scheduled and he's a man who sticks to his commitments and so he came in tonight even though he's feeling a little stinky yeah nothing like nine degrees in chicago to me to give you a little cold so yeah he just flew back from chicago and <laughs> can i tell the cupcake story <laughs> of course you can this is this is uh one of the many bear stories living yes, with a bear i have a whole ongoing shtick about living with a bear because justin is if a bear were a human being he would it would he would be justin just plain simple and uh if those of you that follow me on instagram at bear girl have seen uh one of my latest photos, which he said, oh, he gets home and he's like, hey, baby, I brought you something from Chicago. I, I can't have any gluten. And so it's always ex exciting to taste uh, new gluten-free baked goods from other places because everybody's got their own recipe. You know, you got to be a, a true uh, chemist sometimes to make a good gluten-free cupcake. So he... <laughs> So he pulls out his bag, his checked bag, mind you. Full of tools. Full of heavy, clunky bear tools. And he pulls out this plastic bag that's like completely smushed. It's just like, it, it literally looks like if an elephant sat on a cupcake. It's like flattened. So there's the icing in the center of the circle and then the outer cake that got smashed around it. And he was like, and he was so surprised. He was so surprised that it didn't remain intact. <laughs> and I thought only a bear would put a cupcake in his checked luggage and expect it to arrive intact. I know. I tried, and but it was really yummy tasting. It was delicious. I ate it. Oh, yes, I ate it. You know I did. <laughs> I scraped the icing off that plastic bag. It was delicious. <laughs> Yeah, it looked so good. And when I went into the bakery, which it was 10 degrees by that time in, in Madison, Wisconsin, and I walk in and all the baked goods are still warm. So they just got baked. And, <laughs> and it was called Yak Bakery in Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. So, so yeah, you were lucky. Cause, uh, <laughs> I, I can't, I'm a California girl through and through. I, I, the first time I went to New York, uh, when it was cold was for Thanksgiving once. So it wasn't even winter yet. And, but I was such a like naive California girl. And I was so confused that I couldn't just go outside in jeans and boots. Like I had to like go find long johns and put them on like it was just so confusing to me because i just thought well jeans and wool socks and boots and you're done like you don't need any more than that because in california you really don't like that's the coldest it gets but whoo i i learned my lesson yeah my ears hurt and that was it, it was painful <laughs> oh no and now you're you fully shave your head now so was it different in the cold Yes, having a bald head in really cold weather is an instant headache waiting to happen. So, yes. 
But at least my face is warm because I have a full beard. Yeah, he has a big frothy beard. Yeah, so no cold lips here. They're always nice and warm. <laughs> That's actually true. Um, I wanted to tell another... Uh, of course. My favorite Living with the Bear stories. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> there's, there's so many. Uh, but one time I was uh, folding my freshly laundered laundry clean clothes but everything smelled like barbecue and I was so confused like how does all it just came out of the dryer how can it how can it smell like barbecue and it turns out that this man right here this bear of a man was uh barbecuing as he, as he does like three times a week practically and oh look the laundry's done I'm gonna help my baby out and when walked over and opened it up and with all his barbecue smoky self emptied out the laundry and because <laughs> i love her so much <laughs> i know it's a very that's the thing bears are very generous and they do very kind things and panties that smell like barbecue <laughs> are kind of sexy <laughs> if you want to know how to make your man interested <laughs> smell like barbecue sauce all my dainty lady clothes were completely saturated with some smoky Smoky barbecue mm, for a mm, finger licking good sexy sensation.
You are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay. And I'm here with my husband, Justin, who's being a real trooper. He's <laughs> He doesn't normally improvise, but he has all these great characters, and I just wanted him to come on the show and... Uh, and and if anything, just get to know these weird characters a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking about the break, and uh, I wanted to go a little bit into what I do for a living, which is I am a junk man. Is uh, I buy and sell things, mostly dental equipment, but sometimes I get a little bit of oddities. And I drew a blank because I have so many stories. My dad always tells stories. <laughs> he does. He's a great storyteller. Yeah. And I try not to repeat stories. So I, when I tell them, I try to forget them. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I need to really pay attention then if it's the one time I'm ever going to hear the story. <laughs> Just, um, But I have been looking for one thing that I have not been able to find. And that was all those cops that would come into 1970s, 1980s, would come into your school and show you examples of drugs. There was like this whole um, built, like folding thing that would, it was a display that would show what different drugs looked like. There would be heroin and there would be a marijuana joint and there would be pills, barbiturates. But it was all, all fake. Yeah, okay. Um, but it, but what, all, what happened to them all? is all of the cops that had parents, I mean, they were all parents, the kids would try to take all the drugs. Even though they were fake crafted drugs. They didn't drugs. know they were fake crafted drugs, so so they're really, really rare. So if you run it, ever run into those, buy it, because it's worth some really good money. I mean, I have been looking for, for two years, and I have yet to come across one. Wow. So it's kind of exciting. I'm on the hunt for the gold. Were they styled like really nicely or were they just like pasted on there like a crappy like board cop would do? Uh, no, it was a professional company that would pay, oh, make these. Oh, okay. It was a homemade situation. It was no. they would buy these. They would buy these and uh. it looked like a you know, it looked like real drugs. You know, they'd have a spoon for the heroin that would be bent and burnt, but there, you know, the needle would be there, but you know, it's not real. What a strange thing to make for the world. Yeah, and I'm very jealous that I don't have one for my wall. I mean, I'm sure you'll find one. I will. <laughs> I can tell you what I have been most horrified by. Um, sometimes I work with Justin to help him out, and yes, I have counted teeth um, <laughs> for hours, but uh, I got used to that. Um, but I will never get used to the uh, dummies that dentists learn, well, dental hygienists learn to be hygienists on. They're like yes. these crazy, some are like just all like psychotic metal, like empty eyed robot looking and some have like rubbery flesh put over them and they almost look like CPR dummies, except that they have these giant sharp teeth that which are real by the way ugh, some are real ugh. and some have real human skulls in them too oh and they're designed to like suddenly snap down and bite you because <sighs> they want the hygienist to know like hey if you're gonna do this job people are gonna bite your fingers and you gotta get used to it they're so horrifying and he has them like laying around like wherever so you'll be like in his office looking for something and you'll open like 
a cabinet and there'll be like this dead body laying there with its white teeth shining at you just like it's horrifying it's like it's like being in a horror movie going to your office it's just it's awful i always love it when you scream in there (laughs) it's one thing you have to realize about tristy is she's got a pair of lungs i mean my god we get we also have two beautiful, beautiful cats that are hunters <laughs> that bring in things. And the thing that will make her scream the most is a giant moth. <laughs> if, if there is a giant moth brought in by one of our cats who are all excited and start chirping and, you know, I will hear this blood curdling scream. <laughs> it, I can be in my car and I can hear it and it'll be like, uh Oh, something's dying. And then I'll walk in and there will be a, an, and also, she calls them ear moths because, oh, this is a terrible story. She's going to hate me for telling all of you guys this story. But one time, there was a moth in her house, and it decided to go into her ear. And, oh, by the way, I'm a bear, and I'm clunky with things at times. So she's like, get it out, get it out. And so I had to go get a pair of tweezers. Well, what did you do first? He got a Q-tip and started jamming it into my ear. Yeah, and I was like, what are you doing? He said he's trying to kill it. So he's trying to kill the fluttering moths lodged in my ear. He's trying to kill it in my ear as opposed to pulling it out first and then killing it. I'm sorry, who would approve of that? Nobody. Seemed like a good idea at the time. I think I was just waking up, too. You were fast asleep. I was like, oh, okay. And waking a bear up from hibernation, you know it it takes a while for them to be completely compass mentis. (laughs) You did get it out, and it flew away. Uh Uh-huh. And then she covered her ears until I finally got it, (laughs) and then killed it, and then... But this moth... The cats brought in that you're talking about, the giant moth. I, I have no fear of that flying into my ear because it was as big as my head. It was huge. It was like a small bird. It was, yeah. It was, and it was still a little alive, so. It was horrifying. It yeah. was horrifying. <laughs> yeah. that's. It's wonderful to have cats that chase and hunt things because you know we don't have that much of a rodent problem anymore not anymore i've never lived i mean i've lived with cats upon cats upon cats i grew up in a house full of cats and like maybe like one sort of tough old tom would like twice a year drag in half of a rat you know but these cat i mean especially our boy cat he is a killer he kills (laughs) gophers and he brings them in often still alive because he wants to play for a while throw them up in the air and but then he will like eviscerate it like a surgeon like a tiny little surgeon he'll take his little tiny claw and he'll like slice open their bellies and like eat all the delicious organ meat and then like you know work his way sometimes he'll he'll leave the intestines just all doesn't like the intestines or the liver or the head those are yeah that's what he leaves yeah like but it's but it's, it's dry. Scientific. Like, I mean, he is a true, truly a little surgeon, yeah. a little butcher. And he's only nine pounds. <laughs> he's a little guy. And I think the biggest thing he ever brought in was, oh, yeah, the, the worst were the moles. The moles I hate. Oh, because the moles would fight. Yeah, and, and they don't like how they taste. So, the, yeah, oh, man. So they, wouldn't all, they often wouldn't kill them. 
Yeah, yeah that, and they've those got the those like beady little eyes and those weird mouths. Yeah. How did we get on this? This is terrible. <laughs> I'm know. such a, I'm such a terrible guest. I, no, <laughs> you're a great guest. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you coming on the show, Bubs. Yes, and uh, if anybody ever has any junk, just let, uh, tweet Tristy, and uh, I'm always looking for weird stuff to uh, to add to my collection. Yes, yes, very good, very good. That's it for our show tonight. We're so glad that you tuned in for, to Spilling Rubies tonight on KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay. And thank you to my wonderful husband for being such a trooper. Well, you're very welcome, and thank you for having me on here. Yeah, it was fun having you on, having you visit this part of my life. Yeehaw. So we uh, will be back next week. And it's going to be a very special no thanks giving show, so you don't want to miss that. And you can always uh, listen to past episodes on SpillingRubies.com. You can find us on Twitter, SpillingRubies, and we're also on Facebook. Just search for Spilling Rubies, and you can always listen to any and all of the episodes on Mixcloud or iTunes. You just search for us, and we'll be there. Don't forget to become a member of KWTF. It's a wonderful thing to do. Just visit kwtf.net, and uh, you'll uh, be glad you did, I think. And I'm going to become a member, too. I know. I, so. I, sold, I, I got my first membership tonight. It's nice. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Lord, Lordy, Lord, don't you love this little old slow dance? Make you mistreat your good boyfriend Before he gets you home tonight You'll be hollering, Lord, have mercy, Papa, amen Don't you feel my leg? Don't you feel my
you feel my leg, you wanna feel my thigh. And if you feel my thigh, you wanna go up high. So don't you feel my leg. Don't you buy no rye. Don't you buy no rye. Cause if you buy some rye, you're gonna make me high. And if you make me high, you're gonna tell a lie. So don't you make me high. You said you'd take me out and treat me fine. But I know there's something you got on your mind. If you keep drinking, you're gonna get fresh. And you wind up asking for this fine brown. Don't you feel my leg? Don't you feel my leg? Cause if you feel my leg, you wanna feel my thigh. And if you feel my thigh, you wanna go up high. So don't you feel my leg?
Come on, baby, I'm gonna treat you right. I give you candy kisses every single night. You're for me. Candy man, oh candy, 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 I've got a sweet, sweet tooth for you. Yeah, candy. 